If Pyros and Crips all got along, they probably got me down by the end of the song. Seem like the whole city go against me. Every time I'm in the street, I hear yak, 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 yak. Hey, everybody, out in podcast land. Podcast land, it's been a long time. Whoa, what is that? It's our voices on the airwaves. We are back. Yeah, dial in your FM dials. <laughs> XM Radio, <laughs> serious. The True and Dan podcast is back. And better than ever. And we are talking NBA hoops. NBA hoops. Where are the NBA fans at? <laughs> as always, <laughs> our podcast, as it has always been, is brought to you by the Breakfast Burrito at Expatriate. Yeah, the greatest... It's um, a great dish. The, great one, the greatest breakfast item... Uh, in the city of Portland, although I recently had a Dungeness Crab Egg Benedict at Jacqueline that was close. I did not have that. But... Dude, the the pita, sam- the pita breakfast sandwich at Tusk is, okay. is pretty fire. Yeah, too. you listen to a couple of brunch guys. Yeah, we're, we've been... We're, 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 we're the called br- many things. Yeah, we're the brunch guys. Maybe we'll do a brunch podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the breakfast burrito never, never, never lets us down. We would also... This is going to blow your mind what I'm about to say. Yeah. Since our last NBA pod, shipwreck was not a thing. Oh. <laughs> so, so if you live in Portland and you haven't had a chance to check out this the wonderful seafood, yeah. If you like, pop up. if you like amazing seafood, just like they make at the coast, check out Shipwreck PDX on Instagram. Should we do Drew? Now, now that we're on the subject, before we're getting to NBA in like a minute, is there? What's one restaurant that you've been to in Portland since the last time? That we did this pod that that people should check out. Okay, you've been to a couple I haven't. Yeah, been to. yeah, yeah. I'll throw one out there. That's just it's it's crazy. It's on the edge. Um, it's really creative. It's really uh, daring. It's not for the faint of heart. Really, it's called Chelino. Dude, that's what I was gonna say. It's uh, spelled C H A L I N O. Chelino PDX, and uh, it's built as Mexico City cuisine mm-hmm. with a Portland twist. Okay. So um, I've been lots of ceviches, Matt lots and I, of Matt and I went and we ate some things that uh, are not for the faint of heart, but it was all very good. Would I be able to take Josie Harris there? Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Unless cool. she's okay with cool, eating cool, cool. like cow brain ceviche. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Uh, it's amazing. Anyways, to the NBA, Drew. It's been a really long time. The fans have been crying out. Yeah. NBA fans, Andrew and Dan, Dan fans, when are you guys going to drop another NBA pod? Yeah, everyone and, wants to know. When is it coming? And it's a surprise one. It, it, much like how Kendrick will drop like a surprise album, we're dropping a surprise pod right now, and it's going to break the internet. So if you're listening right now, this recording is being done after the Warriors have swept their way to the NBA Finals. Yeah, that happened, what, 10 minutes ago? Yeah, the, ca- ago? Uh, the Cavs were looking like they were going to sweep their way to the NBA Finals finals as well but they had a little hiccup yeah that is uh that's inviting a lot of conspiracies you know me i love i love a good conspiracy yeah lebron james i don't have his stats in front of me i know he scored 11 points yeah like he and he played like 38 minutes hmm. i don't know what it's possible that a player of his caliber could just have a horrible game yeah um it happens i don't, I don't know yeah who knows um, I, I mean, I don't think there's anything more to it than that. I think he just had an off game. I, yeah. don't, I mean, I don't know what else you would really say about it. Sometimes there's a lid on the hoop, and um, yeah. it just it just doesn't work out. So the Cavs had a little hiccup. 
when Isaiah Thomas went down, people thought it was done. It was like, this is over. Stick a fork in it. Cleveland yeah. has not been tested. They have not been challenged. LeBron's numbers before that game were actually incredible. Yeah, did you see that tweet? It was like LeBron, since since going down 3-1 in the finals, it was like LeBron's postseason stats. Yeah. They were like video game I did, I did, Yeah, it was, it, it was crazy. Um, and so uh, it's 2-1. to one. Two to one in the east. It's yeah. two to one in the east. Do you think Cavs the take, have sewn it up? Do you think the Cavs take the next two? I mean, they are gonna have to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I could I, be, I could be wrong. Maybe Marcus Smart is. Maybe it was just like free Marcus Smart time, and the and Boston's gonna find something. I don't maybe. know. I actually really like Marcus Smart. Yeah. But he's he's not gonna have another. game. You know, like he's kind of like a poor man's Draymond Green in the level of emotion that he just unleashes when he's on yeah. the court. Um. But you know, he's, you gotta kind of respect that. He's actually in a funny way. He's just like a slightly bigger and bulkier Avery Bradley, <laughs> and a little bit slower. But same game, like yeah. like sort like of Wayne. a point guard, sort of a combo guard. Yeah, really strong. But dude, amazing defender. Yeah, physically when gifted, he, can shoot a little bit. When he gives you some offense, it's always like a nice surprise. But you don't actually rely on him. If you hear a noise in the background, it's Posey drinking yeah. some water. Yeah, that is that is my pet wolf. Who after she's done with this bowl of water, is gonna head straight for me, and we're gonna hear <laughs> all kinds of sounds. <laughs> That's probably uh, my leg getting bit, but um, so yeah, I, I've always been a Marcus Smart fan ever since uh, you know the um, Oklahoma State days. I've always been a big Cowboys fan. I don't know what something about that program um, nah. has just been awesome. That's the way they, they're they're a tough team. They're a tough program. I don't know why we're I'm riffing on o- Oklahoma State right now. So here's the deal. Uh, NBA is live. Mm-hmm. It's been since our last podcast. A lot has happened. I mean, so, but nothing as far as the overall outcome. Nothing surprising, right, Dan? We're looking at that's we're, what's, we're looking at Warriors. We're looking at Cavs uh, on a collision course to meet in the finals. Yeah. and that's what's crazy. But it's also exciting. It. I know. I know some people are down on the whole like, man, super team. It's not good for the NBA. Like Cavs. LeBron's been in the finals the last like twelve years or something like that, <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, um, I'm more like, like man, let's enjoy these finals. It's gonna be crazy, dude. I I honestly don't know what to expect from the finals. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I I don't either. Christmas Day, Warriors met the Cavs. Everybody in the country watched. It was an incredible game. Warriors had a ten to twelve point cushion the entire game. Were comfortably in charge of that game. Cavs made a run late. Kyrie Irving hit a pretty much a go-ahead game winner uh, with, if I'm not mistaken, Steph Curry on the bench. I don't, Steve, I don't remember. I've, if I remember, if I'm not mistaken, Steve Kerr made a benching of Steph Curry, a defensive benching, and Kyrie mm. hit the game winner. If I, I, I mean, I might be misremembering that. Matt, Matt, is that correct? Our friend Matt uh, <laughs> is uh, normally cooking steak for us in the background, but. Um, yeah. I cooked some tacos. So. Yeah, <laughs> tonight he's just uh, not not coming through. Anyway, um, so the yeah th- that was a huge game, right? All of the country was watching this game, all eyes on the Cavs and the Warriors, and now it's coming to fruition. What everyone wanted to see, um, Warriors were up three one in the finals last year. Cavs made one, an incredible comeback mm-hmm. uh, due to some key injuries and key suspensions that happened on the Warriors, and um, ended up with the win. Yeah. Uh, you know, the year before, the Warriors got the win due to some injuries on the Cavs. 
And this year, knock on wood, it's looking like these two teams meet. Everyone's going to be pretty healthy for yeah. the most part, as healthy as you can be. And uh, that is amazing. So, Cavs, Warriors, healthy. For the last two years, they've met and they have not been healthy. Yeah. And the healthiest team has won. Drew, not to kind of guide this conversation, and if you want to say something about it, you can. Guide me. I sort of uh, I sort of just want to enjoy these NBA finals. I don't know. I honestly don't know what to expect. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know who I'd pick to win. Like, on paper, it's like, yeah, Warriors probably have the better team. But LeBron is the best player of this generation. Uh, we can get into some more MJ stuff later because I know you want to talk about that. But you're counting MJ as part of a previous generation. The previous generation, okay, yeah. I will fight you. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll talk about it. We're on the same page. I I sort of want to let's circle back. Let's talk about who we know. It's Cavs Warriors. We're gonna enjoy the finals. Um, the whole playoff. It, it was almost like a waste of time in a way because we knew that it was gonna be Cavs Warriors. Yeah. Who? What teams in the playoffs do you see in both conferences? One on the rise and two on the decline. Oh, man. I see. I can start if you want to because I've sort of been thinking. Okay. Well, let me just say this. There may be some teams on the rise. If I'm just going to throw out some names, you know, obviously, you know, Utah. Utah. Looked a little bit bouncy. Uh, Minnesota, I thought, was going to be better this year. If you go back and listen to our NBA season preview pod, uh, I – Thought was great was, was gonna be was gonna be good, and they weren't. Although, yeah. well, the wrong about Minnesota, we were resoundingly right about Giannis Attentacempo. Oh, dude! Because we've been trumpeting that for a while now, a long time before it was cool, dude. Giannis, yeah, before Giannis was a trendy pick, we were saying he was the truth, and he is the truth. Yeah, times infinity. Um, but on the rise, honestly, um, there are some teams getting better. If I was going to buy stock in someone right now, if I was going to buy low, I would buy stock in the Lakers. Okay. Uh, Why do you say that? I'm interested. Because Lakers are literally all I think about. <laughs> just because of what they have. And and their Eastern counterpart, the Sixers, have been doing kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just literally tanking and getting good drafts. You know, dra- you know, drafting good players and kind of putting these little squads together and the Lakers what Philly doesn't have the Lakers have the ability to sign a key free agent yeah like a Paul George-esque level player yeah. which if you put the right pieces around it's like all of a sudden it can go from just the train wreck they currently are to whoa look out yeah like overnight they have that ability Sixers yeah. are just loading up um, Boston, you can't call a team on the rise because they're still playing. They're still in the Eastern Conference Finals, yeah. but they have a number one draft pick for next this next season, which is insane. Yeah, so that, dude, that that asset. So they're either going to do one of I don't know three things. One, they're going to keep the pick. They're going to draft Markel, and that's just going to be yeah. crazy. Like adding, I, I don't add- know. If that's a good idea because what do you, Isaiah Thomas is your team. Well, well, then that opens up. You trade Isaiah. Who's like, going to take a five eight like black hole? I'm going to launch dude, it every time I touch the ball. It pains me to say this. The Lakers would trade for him in a heartbeat. I would not. If I was a GM, I would not touch a five eight like ball dominant point guard. I'm just saying it's recency bias, man. Like he yeah. had an amazing year. Uh, anyways, I just think honestly, I, I'm sorry to like hit a hit a pause button on this because yeah, a little segue here or yeah, whatever. No, that's cool. I'll, 
I'll wait. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you wait for a minute? Like, I, I just think, honestly, I get the recency bias thing. I get that he's produced a lot. I'm not betting against Isaiah Thomas for being a productive player. I just say if you're building a team, if you're a competent GM, you're not going to pick the 5'8 guy. Yeah. You're just not. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that he's – you might Boston might want to think about trading the pick, and unless they're, you know what I mean, unless they can actually get something back. Like, what would, yeah. what do you think that realistically Boston could get for Isaiah? And if you're the GM who takes a five-eight ball dominant point, it's like taking a Russell Westbrook. He's going to shoot the ball every time. He's got to touch the ball every possession, except he's five-eight and not as athletic. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so they can keep the pick, figure out something with Isaiah, or keep Isaiah and put him back. Because Isaiah, until two months ago. Three months ago, he's like always been a six man. Yeah. So do you want? Yeah. Anyways, uh, they can keep the pick. They could trade the pick. Try to get Jimmy Butler, or Paul George, or something. Um, or they could trade down, which is actually what I hope the Lakers do. Okay. Um, yeah. That being said, I mean I'm saying Boston's on the rise because they're still playing. I don't think Boston's that good of yeah. a team overall, but in the East, they're the second best team. So that's that's something. Yeah. And they're still playing, and they have a top draft pick, mm-hmm. and it's interesting to see what they're going to do with that, who they're going to take with that. I mean, conventional wisdom says take the best player on the board, yeah. who happens to be a a position that Boston does not need, but you just can't pass on Markel Fultz. Yeah. You Bo- can't pass on Markel. Yeah, Fultz. that's the tricky thing for Boston. It's too good. Is and that's why I actually think if I was Boston, I would trade down because you're like, man, Markel. Markel's amazing, but if we draft him, that makes we got a problem. We got yeah, here. we have a problem. So what if you trade down like with Philly or something and get like Dario Saric and their pick and pick Josh Jackson or because uh, dude, this draft is loaded. Not just in point guards, no, it's loaded. I dude. agree. I think Boston has like three Josh Jacksons right now. I think Jalen Brown is a Josh. I don't. I don't yeah, Jalen Brown. I don't know, man. That Boston is in a weird spot because they have Isaiah Thomas, who's undersized, and all of these tweeners, mm-hmm. and it's a couple tough guys. I don't know, man. They're in a weird. With they're Boston, a weird team. It'll be interesting to see. They beat the when, Cavs without Isaiah. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see when players start. By players, I mean like free agents. Like you look at Gordon Hayward, who's going to be a free agent this year. Which, by the way. That'll be interesting for Utah. Go, whoa, hold on. Gordon Hayward is a free agent this year. Yep. Unrestricted. Whoa. Yeah. Gordon Hayward, Lowry. Whoa. And Lowry's garbage. Sorry. <laughs> he's okay. <laughs> but he's like Gordon Hayward is a is a, is a yeah. franchise changing player. So that not to not to I want to get back to Boston, Sorry. but but you mentioned Utah being a team on the rise. And I completely agree. Well, I was factoring Hayward into that equation. But, yeah, that all changes if Hayward's gone. Anyways, uh, so you look at... As a Lakers fan, do you want Gordon Hayward? Oh, absolutely. He's not He's he's a max player, though. Yeah, he's not going to come to that. Do you want... want, What? He won't. Who doesn't want to go to L.A.? Because here's why. You want to know why? Yeah, of course I want to know why. Who, Who was Gordon Hayward's coach in college? Butler. Oh, dude. Yeah, Boston's coach. Okay, I got you. Brad Stevens. Yeah. So, where I was going earlier is if you're a free agent in the NBA, you have to... Because Boston's been this weird team for so long that sort of you can, like, write off as, like, man, they just have a lot of, like, really solid players and they sneak their way into the East. There comes a point where you're, like, man, maybe Brad Stevens is the best coach in the NBA. Like, he's amazing. He's a great coach. And he's young. Steve Kerr's the best coach in the NBA, but yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Dude, do you mean Mike Brown? Dude, I would vote for Steve Kerr for president <laughs> of the United States right now. Uh, I would I, cast a vote for Steve Kerr right now. I think Steve Kerr is, and I'm not. I'm not saying that I think Brad Stevens is the best. Coach I, and I'm not saying he's not a good. He's a very yeah. good coach. I'm not so, anyways, something's going to happen where free agents are going to start to look at Boston as like a destination city. Like in the same way that players like <laughs> minus the overwhelmingly racist fan base. <laughs> <laughs> in the same way that you view Popovich as like, man, there may not be many pieces there right now, but I would love to play for Pop. So you're telling me that Hayward Hayward's going to look at Utah. He's going to look at, what dude, every team's going to be courting Gordon Hayward. Lakers will for sure. You, so if you, I hate to make this comparison, but if you're Gordon Hayward and the Lakers and the Celtics come to you. They're like, hey, we'll give you the max. Come play with us. You're gonna look at the Lakers squad, which has, they have a fun like young team. And depending on who they get yeah, in the draft or what they do, they got a pick. bunch of snitches though. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see Dan's face right now. Uh, you look at like Luke Walton. You look at even like, I don't know, any other cut like a Stan Van Gundy or like. I don't know. And then you look at Boston, who... Wait, wait. They were the number one seed, and they got the number one pick. They have cap space. They have your college coach. They have your college coach, who's an your, amazing NBA coach. They your, have Al your, Horford, who's one of the most like your, respected veterans in the NBA. You're a white guy, and their entire fan base is white. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. If you're Gordon Hayward, and you're not going to go to Boston, I don't I don't know. I, Yeah, anyways. <laughs> Dude, they would they would revere you as the second coming of Larry Bird. Yeah, dude, every every Boston guy would yeah. get a tattoo of Gordon Hayward like in a heartbeat. <laughs> Anyways, oh man, welcome to Trump's America. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, teams on the rise. Boston, you know, even though they were number one seed, still on the rise. I agree. Just because of the pick and and they're just a young team. There, Stevens is amazing. I think they're a weird team. I just want to be on record. Boston is a weird freaking team. It's working, though. In the East, it's working. Yeah. And they hammered the Warriors by like 30 when they played, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we don't need to talk about that. Um, <laughs> teams on the rise. Utah. Dude, in the East, do you think Milwaukee is going to keep climbing? Well, they have the best young player in the NBA. Yeah, like the best twenty-one year old in the NBA. Dude, he's he's close. a top five player. In it's the NBA. not close. Yeah, Giannis is unbelievable. So Jabari, and, and, and apparently he like loves Milwaukee, which is I, weird. I love it. I mean, there's there's all these weird. I don't know if there's any there's any traction to it, but I think there must be because I've heard it multiple times. There's all these rumors that Chris Paul will end up in Milwaukee. Did Chris Paul grow up there or something? Uh, he went to Wake, and I don't I, think so. I've heard that rumor literally like 10 times. Like Chris Paul in Milwaukee. This is really weird. I don't know. Anyways, Milwaukee's on the rise. Um, dude, I, I think the Timberwolves, even though they had a weird year this year, they're going to work out the kinks. Thibodeau, but, but, but they didn't get better at the guard position. I don't know if Dunn improved this year, um, but you can't win with Ricky Rubio. You can't win with Ricky yeah. Rubio. You just can't. And there might there might be a trade, but dude, with town like, I mean, yeah, Towns, Towns is amazing. And Wiggins, Wiggins. Is, Wiggins puts up numbers. It's it's the real deal. But and both those guys are two way players too, which is which is great. Um, so that means let's talk about decline really quick, and this is going to make ninety percent of the people who listen to our podcast very angry. I before we shot this pod, 
I told Drew that I don't think the Blazers are going to make the playoffs next year. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't actually, I, I'm not sure if I agree with you, unless you can tell me who's going to bump them. They barely made the playoffs this year. I think Timberwolves are in. I, I think Nuggets are in. I don't think either of those teams are better than the Blazers if Nurkic is healthy. Yeah, I think the Lakers might make a move. Like if they depends get, what the Lakers right, do. Exactly. If the Lakers add Paul George and a key draft pick, um, then you know what I mean. Like the Lakers are suddenly a contender with Mozgov yeah. ruling the ruling the paint. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Shut up. But you, you know what I mean. Like they're still like Paul George in LA with a uh, with a really key guard, and I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what happens there, but like I would pick. I would still pick their potential. Over, I do not like Denver. I, if don't, I, were to, I don't like Denver. I don't why do you like not like Denver? I, I don't know. I never have. Jokic is okay. incredible. That's it. He is that's amazing. It. But that's it. What, a manimal? Like, I don't. I don't what's, no, Fareed's what, garbage. What's in Denver? What's in Denver? Like, their second best player is the kid from Portland that couldn't sniff the court. But they have Jokic. Will Barton is like, I'm not kidding. I don't know. They're one of those teams in the same way that Boston's a weird team. Like Denver, like almost made the playoffs, and I don't know how. Dude, I just I, think they have a young team. I do. I, I okay. Obviously, their center is amazing, but I do not like Denver. Okay. Outside of, outside of Yokes. Um, and so yeah, I, I mean, I think Blazers are there in that eight seed. If if their dude's healthy, I think the eight seed's there for the taking. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a Blazers. I'm not a Blazers guy. Okay, here's one. I don't. I haven't thought about this, so I genuinely want your thoughts. What What do you think is happening with the Clippers? Dude, isn't, like, okay, they have not had success. They, they haven't made the conference finals. They have, they have not been, they're, they're, they have not been successful, um, and let's be fair, it's due to injuries, but they're not getting younger. Even so, like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you argue that, granted, with some... With some injuries, there's just nothing you can do. It's a freak thing. You look at like what happened to Paul George last summer sure. or whatever. That's like, that's a one in a thousand chance. Yeah. But at some point, like taking care of your body is an NBA skill, right? Like LeBron, the way LeBron like takes care of his body, that's an asset to his team. He's right. not just like lucky. He's taking care of his right. body. And Steph Curry, the way he like focuses so much on on like. I don't know. Well, 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 so people don't know this, but... Core strength. Pe- people didn't start noticing the Warriors till three years ago, but those of us who've been rolling with the Warriors since we were kids, uh, when Steph Curry was drafted, he was fragile. He was broken. He missed a huge chunk of his first season with ankle yeah. injuries, and he had to transform the way he worked on his body, and he actually built up his core and his lower body to the point where mm-hmm. he could deadlift more than anyone on the team except for Festus two years ago. Yeah. You know, like he got, like literally he had to build up his core strength, his lower body strength that strong. Like, yeah. Because, and it was because like he was too fragile. That's what I mean. The taking care of your body in the NBA is a skill. It's a work ethic thing, right? So you look at Blake Griffin, who's literally always injured. It's like something's off. Like I don't. Well, some people are prone to injuries. And yeah. I think Blake's prone. I think so. The last two years they've been without Blake. They've been without Chris Paul, right? Yeah. So, so that's a problem. JJ Redick has a, a back. Like his back goes in and out, in and out, in and out. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's always fighting a back deal. So 
they just rolled the dice with guys that are more injury prone. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Do you think that they blow it? They up blow it somehow? up. They ha- they they can't. Well, unless they see like a window of like, hey, we're gonna try one more time, but. You, you go, if you're LA, well, that's what's, dude. That's the weird thing about, and I hate the Clippers. They're my least favorite team in the NBA. But play devil's advocate for a second. If you're the Clippers, you look at the team you have, and you ask yourself, like, because on one hand, you're not going like you have Chris Paul and you have Blake Griffin and DeAndre. And DeAndre. And I'm a huge Reddit guy, actually. Because, and Re- yeah, exactly. Shoot the ball on. They're starting yeah. five, regardless of who that fifth guy is, is pretty unstoppable. And Crawford is probably my favorite non-warrior in the NBA. Yeah. Like, you you at some point have to look at your roster as the Clippers, and you have to think, man, we got to give it another shot because we're not – if we trade Chris Paul, if we trade Blake, like, we're not going to have a better team like this ever, you know? Yeah. And that team hasn't made it to the well, conference finals. Here's the finals. problem: you got to pay some of those guys right now. Yeah, some of those guys are looking for money, and and they're not young. Yeah, I mean the youngest guy we just yeah. mentioned is is uh, the center DeAndre. Out of that group, mm, isn't Blake younger? Is he younger than DeAndre? I don't know. That's close. I don't know. All that to say, like, dude, I think you got to completely blow it up. Like completely, dude. Get <laughs> that's a lot. That's that's that's. I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you because they haven't found success with the group they got. Yeah. But at the same time, you know how hard. I mean, look at some of these teams we've been talking about. Look at the Blazers. Their roster is complete driftwood, and then two two good guards. Right? It's like a yeah. joke. It's like a well, laughable one good guard. It's laughable. <laughs> about CJ? Yeah, CJ. <laughs> it's it's laughable. Like the Blazers lineup, and these fans are like, they're amazing, right? It's like, no. Like, the difference between their lineups is like insane. When they're healthy, it's like not close. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched the Clippers Blazers game, or it was the first week of the season this year, and uh, the Clippers won by like 40. Yeah. It was like such a beatdown. I'm, uh, I'm saying, hypothetically, if you're the Celtics or the Lakers or the Sixers, top three picks in this draft, if the Clippers are like, hey, Chris Paul or Blake Griffin, give us your pick. Like, wouldn't you be like, um, okay. If someone, you're saying if you're the Clippers and someone offers you the pick? Or if you're the Clippers and you If you're the Clippers and you're offering Chris Paul or Blake Griffin, what teams are going to say no to you? Dude. Right? All of them? <laughs> You're telling me that Philly, if the Clippers go to Philly and they're yeah. like, they're like, hey, yeah, I'm Chris, telling you, Chris that. Paul for number three and Dario Saric, they're yes. gonna be like, nah. Yeah, because dude, the, the are Phil- you kidding me? Here's why, especially with Philly. Philly does not care. Philly is like, dude, we got a process, <laughs> we got a process, and it is a youth movement, and we are not gonna add a 32 year old. Dude, the movement. process is assets. Dude. The process dude. is like, we no. got this number three the, pick. The we have pro- Ben Simmons. We have Joel yes. Embiid. Yes, the process is stock the cupboard with like loaded 20 year olds. Check this out. If the Sixers traded their number three pick for Chris Paul, the Sixers would be like. A three or four seed no, in the East this year. No, because Chris Paul wouldn't be on the court at this time next year. That's the difference. What? He'd be out. He'd be done. He'd be hurt. I don't know, dude. I'm just saying. I think maybe could, Blake. Blake will talk. I think the Clippers can make some moves. Blake will talk just because he's younger. 
I don't know. We'll see. I think it, I guess I guess what I should be saying is if the Clippers don't make moves, they're toast. It's gonna be really interesting. I would not want to be the Clippers GM. Should we? We only got a couple minutes left. Do we want to say anything about the Blazers? I want, I want to talk about two things before we go. Are the Lakers one of those things? Three things before we go. <laughs> uh, four things before we go. It's one of them Ehlers. <laughs> Ehlers just walks through. <laughs> hey, Matt, is that like a kid's small t-shirt you're wearing? <laughs> Matt, use your words. It's break busting at the seams. <laughs> All right, what were you gonna say? Four right. things. Uh, four. Hit four, me with them. Four, four things before we go. We have like five minutes. Okay, we're gonna do four things in five minutes. Okay. Five minutes each, so we got twenty minutes. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, MVP. Oh right, right, right. Give me your. You have a. Well, first, let's start with something we agree on. Dre and I both talked about this. We agree that Kawhi Leonard should be the MVP. His his ability to control the floor on both ends. Yeah, on a 67-win team. Yeah, and, and the other thing, no one talks about this. Look at the rest of the Spurs team, and the fact that they got number two in the West is pretty crazy. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. What were you going to say? It appears... Based on, from what I could tell buzz-wise, that Russell Westbrook is going to win the MVP. Yeah, probably. He, he should not. Why not? I'm not saying I disagree with you. I just want to hear your thoughts. He, he, should, he should not win the MVP. Of, I mean, so he accomplished something historical this year, mm-hmm. like, you know, since Oscar. Um, and he is a ridiculous athlete and a phenomenal offensive player. Not taking any of that away from him, but he is not the most valuable player. He is a ball-dominant freak athlete who has to, gets a touch on every single possession, shoots it every single time. And if you took a player like Steph Curry and yeah. gave him that level of touches and shots and say, hey, you're gonna, we're going to just let you dominate the... It, it, it's like 45 yeah, points a night. Exactly. Oh, least. dude. It would obliterate <laughs> what Russell Westbrook did this year. Yeah, obliterate. I guess you're right. And... You know, what Russell did was amazing. He's an amazing athlete, but he was a absolutely ball-dominant guard. And I watched the last few games in OKC, and he literally destroyed his team. Literally in the fourth quarter, destroyed his team. Shot them right out of the game. It was just mm-hmm. like, give me the ball, shoot it. Give me the ball, shoot it. Give me the ball, shoot it. Miss, 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 miss. And then he's like, you know what? Crap, I'm 0 for my last 8. You do something with it. And his, his teammates were so shocked when he passed him the ball, they didn't know yeah. what to do with it. They, weren't, they didn't know how to run the offense because their offense is give to this dude and get out of the way. So when he was like, oh, crap, I'm 0 for my last 13. Here, uh, pump fake pass. They're like, I don't know what I'm doing. That's not MVP. That's garbage basketball. Yeah. Garbage yeah. basketball. Get out of here with that. I agree. I, my, least, uh, my least favorite team is the Rockets. My least favorite player is James Harden, and I would be happier if James Harden won the MVP over Russell Westbrook. I think that Harden, which I guess all the votes were in before the postseason, the way that he broke down in the playoffs is just shameful. Like, uh, I'm not kidding. I, he doesn't I, care. He, he doesn't. I hate James Harden too, but that's like... James Harden is... An incredible offensive talent who doesn't play with passion or heart, and he's not a good leader. He's not a good teammate. Yeah, and he'll never be successful because of that. Kawhi, 
Kawhi should win MVP. But Kawhi he, should win he's MVP. To. Number two, or even I wouldn't be mad if he was number one, should be LeBron James based on just his level of uh, play, like what he's accomplished. Like I wouldn't be mad at that. Well, LeBron is so in the same way that we talked about, like taking care of your body. Like he's so far ahead. Everything's yeah. like a chess move. Like he, the Cavs got the number two. The Cavs could have won seventy games this year. Yeah. You know. But he's he's completely transfixed on yeah. winning the championship. Anyways, we know, we know the top three candidates, right? Are, are yeah, Westbrook, they're, Harden, Kawhi. They're because they're doing yeah. that awards. They, show they released the top yeah. three: Westbrook, Harden, Kawhi. I wish the top three were Kawhi, LeBron, Steph Curry. We don't yeah. have to go into why, but uh, yeah, it just it just is what it is. Um, so right. that should be the top three MVP candidates this year. Next topic. Um, next topic, we'll just yeah, let's go to what go to what you said. Um, tell me what the Lakers should do with the number two overall pick. Number two pick. There's a lot of there's a lot of Lonzo buzz. I one don't think they're gonna take Lonzo. I two don't think they should take Lonzo. Uh, I think that either. I think if I were the GM, and I'm hearing. It's not just buzz. It's pretty much like confirmed that Paul George is going to sign with the Lakers. Yeah. He's a free agent next summer. If that's the case, why would you trade for him this summer? Why would you give up that asset and like, oh, we can have him a whole year early? Yeah. Like you might make the playoffs, but you're going to get bounced in the first round. So I say they either they either trade down to like three or to five and get Fox because I, I love Fox. He's an ma- amazing point guard, super fast. He's that kid, like, he was just bawling after they lost. Yeah. Like, he has heart. Like, right. that's amazing. The right. Lakers need someone like that. Uh, either trade down and get him and another asset and unload either Mozgov or Dang. So you, you clear up literally, like, a bajillion dollars of cap space because <laughs> that's unforgivable that you would give those guys that much money. Or you trade the pick for a free agent that's not – or not a free agent, someone who's tradable that's not Paul George, like Jimmy Butler – yeah. Get Butler, get George next summer. I don't know. Dude, Jimmy Butler's a player. Butler's amazing. Butler's a player. And who knows if they sign someone this summer, but yeah. we'll see. They got a – and they have a lot of young players, which I'm guessing they're going to trade at least one of them. You have Russell, Clarkson, Ingram, and Randall. Dude, you got to trade Russell because uh, he's not a winner. You got to trade – I mean, Clarkson – the, the Clarkson and Russell are guys that are good on teams where no one really cares, and you have the green light to just let it fly. Yeah, they're not smart basketball players. They're not good leaders. They're young and mature kids. I think you got to unload both of those guys to be successful. I think part of Russell's issue, though, and he was getting better last year. He was playing for um, a horrible coach. He his rookie season was Kobe's farewell tour. So that's, dude. That's just as a nineteen-year-old kid. Like, and what? A, and to, just to add to the mix, then and now, the leader of this team is Swaggy P. Yeah, he's the, that's the problem. That's a huge problem. Your leader, yeah. your your Steph Curry, your locker room captain. You know, is yeah. is literally Swaggy P. Are you yeah. kidding me? That's not a recipe for success. That's that's yeah. how, that's how you lead a team off a cliff. Yeah. Anyways, I think that they're um, 
I think that they're on the right track. I actually really like that Magic is in the front office. Everybody loves Magic. Um, I'm so... I cannot convey to you how happy I am that Jim Buss is out of the picture. He is such an idiot. I hate... Hate's a very strong word. I can't stand Jim Buss. Uh, everybody loves Luke Walton. It remains to be seen if he's like an actually good coach. Yeah. But everybody, everybody really likes him. So I'm happy we're... Uh, Going to opening day again this year. See how it goes. This time with my wife. Whoa. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. That's amazing. Congrats. I'll buy myself a nice seat and she could be up in the 300s. I I didn't even know. So congrats. That I'm I'm married? This is the first time hearing about this. (laughs) Oh, cool, dude. (laughs) Um, Anyways. All right. Dude. What's... uh, one, One more... One more topic. Dude, one more topic. We got... Okay, let me. I'm just gonna tell. I'm just gonna tell our listeners. If you're still listening, you're a diehard NBA fan and a diehard Drew Nip. If you are listening right now, you are a diehard NBA fan. Um, So let me just throw three things out there, Dan, and (laughs) you tell me what what we want to go into. Okay. One. Yeah. Neil O'Shea, GM for the Blazers, uh, went after your very own co-host Drew Martin. Dude, we need to say that for another pod. Another pod. Because that's like 30 minutes of material. So GM Neil O'Shea went at me. He went at me. Yeah. Well, and another, another when, pod. When do I get to defend myself? The, on the next pod. It'll be the Neil O'Shea pod. Uh, Maybe he calls dude, in. Dude, I, I don't know. I might be, I might bury, I might be over it by then. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little steamed right now, but um, <laughs> yeah, Neil O'Shea went at me and I'm ready to defend myself. Uh, <laughs> next thing is um, there's a huge, like the literally because the NBA, the NBA postseason is Warriors for Cavs we're all just waiting the only thing people are talking about right now is that MJ is better than LeBron or LeBron is better than MJ that's like the only debate going on right now and yeah. and that's just crazy to me well it's not really a debate it's it? crazy to me it literally just anyone who says LeBron is better than MJ all I hear is nah 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 I'm too young to have ever watched MJ yeah that's what that means it's like oh you know what I'm just a kid I know nothing about hoops I didn't watch MJ but I watched LeBron and he's really good. It's like, okay, well, thanks for thanks for sharing your opinion. That means nothing because you didn't even watch him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, go on YouTube. Educate yourself. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> uh, LeBron, number two, sure. Doesn't touch MJ. Dude, I think he's... I think he's four. Not, yeah. I mean, it's hard to. It's a, it's a, it's a hard to. Decide. LeBron's amazing. It's hard to. But say he's not better than MJ. That's what we're saying. Yeah, he's not better than MJ. And, uh, and for someone to be better than MJ, man, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, and then, man, you want to go into O'Shea coming at me? Um, lastly, tonight was um, we said farewell to a legend. Uh, yes. You know, we got to salute. Salute a man who uh, gave bald people hope everywhere. Yeah. Um, he was he was our Luke Skywalker. He was our last hope. Manu Ginobili, um, just a just a lovely balding man fading off into the sunset. Perhaps yeah. played his last game tonight. If he comes back next year, I will be ecstatic. He still has plenty left in the tank. Yeah, he's a KG veteran. Um, he's 
you know, constantly showing, you know, that rocker step lift, fake rock, rocker step lift. You know, that, that move I put on Ehlers before I put a three-pointer in his eye. Yeah, every every time Literally play. every possession, rocker lift, jab, rocker lift, jab. It's yeah. like, you cannot, you, you don't know what to do, right? Just freeze him. Manu, I love Manu. He, uh, I grew up with a very bittersweet view of him because being a Lakers fan in the late 90s, early 2000s, it was always a battle with the Spurs and... Monty lit us up every time, but good thing we had Derek Fisher is all I'm going to say. <laughs> and Robert Ory. Oh, so we got, uh, man, Warriors versus Cavs, NBA Finals. I'm not even going to make a prediction. Make a prediction, just for fun. I think Warriors in seven. I say Steph averages 32 points a game, Warriors in four. Whoa. Okay. We'll, we'll see. see. I I respect that call. Because you could – that's what's so crazy is you could be right. Well, I'm just going to say last last year the man had a bum shoulder and a bum knee, and this year he apparently, no thanks to Dwayne Dedman, is pretty <laughs> healthy. But, uh, you know, if he rolls into this finals healthy and pissed – all bets are off. It's also possible that LeBron averages 40-11 in like 13 games. But anyways, you guys, this has been super fun. We miss you. Hey, we're talking hoops. Hey, hey if you're listening, tweet at us. Yeah, tweet we're not, at us. We're we not scared. Know. We we're want, not scared. We want to know. Um, we don't like the Blazers. Dude, Blazers fans, if you want to know about me and Neil O'Shea going toe-to-toe, <laughs> dude came at me. Dude, he came at me. And Dan will let me defend myself. And, dude, uh, I'll... I, I'm looking out for you. I want this to be a whole pod, not squeezing in the last two minutes. Oh, dude. Okay. Well, uh, if you're listening, Blazers suck. Your fans suck. <laughs> I went. Oh, wow. I went to the game. Warriors just daggered them, and a fan behind me called Steph Curry the N-word. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that happened. Also, the Lakers beat you guys a ton in the playoffs. <laughs> so, <laughs> just kidding. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you next time. Second plenty cognac and major pain. Not the drill sergeant, but the stress that weighing on your brain. It was me, El Boogie, yeah, yeah, YG, lucky. Ride down Rosecrans, it got ugly. Waving your hand out the window, check yourself. Uh, warriors and cognac, hope euphoria can slow dance with society. The driver's seat, the first one to get.